Play Fantasy Spaceball Show with D. Mindy. Little Cheesecake and Doc starts now. What's going on, everybody? Welcome back to the podcast. Welcome in to another episode of the Triple Play Fantasy Baseball Show. Proud member of the Fantrax Podcast Network and the FantraxHQ.com fam. D. Mindy here, joined by the guy who's a Volo City comrade. It's Eric Mendelson, aka the Doc. What's going on? It's going well, man. You know, I'm. I always like hearing what details you're going to give me in the opening. It's like you know me or something. It's like we're brothers. Yeah, it's kind of scary, isn't it? It's like I know your life. Yeah, I need to stop talking to you. <laughs> if you're uh, missing a mature, cheesy voice on the mic, a nice, sexy rugged voice there is no cheesecake on for the intro tonight as we're actually recording this the day after our original recording scheduling's kind of messed up don't worry there's plenty of cheesecake in today's episode and that episode is calling our shots it's the week before the season starts and we want to document some predictions because who doesn't like calling their shot right who doesn't like being babe ruth pointing calling their home run doc you did that in wiffle ball all the time but you never hit them right I hit him off you all the time. No, you were a Barry Bonds and just walked. I don't know, man. Once I started growing, you guys were done. No, no. See, this is the thing. People don't understand. When we played wiffle ball in the backyard, Doc would sit there and literally take every pitch. He's like, a walk is just as good as a base hit. And you could throw a pitch, it'd be at his chest. And he'd be like, that's too high. That's at my head. Or you could throw it right at his knees. He's like, how am I supposed to hit that? And then literally every single time, Doc would just, he would fight you tooth and nail to make sure he would get his walks. I mean, first of all, that's probably one of the benefits of being small is the smaller strike zone. I'm 5'5 five, five now. I was probably like maybe 4'11 when we played. So yeah, you got to throw it where I can hit it. But also, once I started hitting puberty, oh baby, was I hitting bombs. No, I think you're mistaken. We'll have to play now to settle it. <laughs> if I'm not mistaken, you're the only one who never threw a no-hitter. I did throw a no-hitter. No, I think me and then the other guy we played with did, but I don't think you I did. totally threw one. I don't think so. You were, we're going to discuss right, well, this off air. Well, today we're going to be talking about AL plus NL MVPs, Rookie of the Years, Cy Youngs, and Bold Predictions. And we're going to be having this fun topic discussed with some fun lads, and that's the fellas of the Upper Decker podcast. So make sure to stay tuned for that. After we go to our bullpen for our question of the week, what is your favorite catchphrase from an announcer of all time? and are the game of the week coming in to shut the door. So if you guys are ready to get another episode started, then, man, we're here to do it for you. Let's do it! Yeah! No. Are you going to make a sly remark? No. Oh, okay. Stop. Not yet, at least. Hours after Mets skipper Luis Rojas gave a positive update on Carlos Carrasco's sore elbow, Carlos Carrasco came down with a slightly torn right hamstring. Carlos Carrasco apparently sustained the new injury when doing conditioning work following the morning's 20-pitch simulated inning. It's a serious injury that's expected to be a minimum of six to eight weeks of absence. Doc, how far down your draft board are you putting him with this news? I don't know if I'm going to draft him until probably one of the last rounds at this point. Now, obviously, it's 162 games, but the fact that he had elbow discomfort, which he claimed was part of his spring training regimen, 
I don't think a slightly torn hamstring is part of it, but he's dealing with multiple injuries. And what is he, 33 years old? So you figure maybe he doesn't bounce back and he's going to pitch in a new division. I mean, the Mets just traded for him, so I think they're going to want to kind of ease him back in unless maybe they're looking like they're World Series contenders. I don't think they are this year, but I can't take him in an early round because I don't think you're going to get that production you are looking for even when he does come back. Yeah, I've been seeing him kind of around getting drafted. He's been falling down a lot. It's not just like a round or two. I, if I'm not mistaken, I think in one of the main events this past weekend, he went close to 200. Uh, so That's he's, still kind of early for me. For those who are listening, David probably got up because his dog, Zeke, is being a space. <laughs> I thought he grabbed a cushion, but he didn't. Um, yeah, so we'll have to see what happens with that. Next bit of news here. Kirby Yates, done for the season as he's expected to undergo Tommy John surgery. The Blue Jays had just signed him to an $8.5 million deal this offseason on this one-year contract. Uh, But obviously, he's out for this year. Who's to know what the future is supposed to hold now for Kirby Yates? Doc, is there anybody that comes to mind as far as to benefit from Kirby Yates? Because I feel like this is Jordan Romano's job to lose. Yeah, I think it is his to lose. And it's interesting because the Blue Jays GM came out and he said, we understood this was a possibility when we signed Kirby Yates. It's a high risk, high reward move. And unfortunately, it didn't work out for us. So figure Jordan Romano is next in line. And hopefully the Blue Jays have some more save opportunities this year. It's interesting. I feel like all the news we've been talking about this spring training is how many closers are getting injured or losing their spot. Yeah, Yates had been arguably one of the best relievers in baseball from 2018 to 2019, a 1-6-70 RA, 39% strikeout percentage, over 123 and two-thirds innings, and recorded 53 saves. But uh, obviously the last two years is pretty much not pitched. And now Jordan Romano, who actually I saw went as high as in the seventh round in a main event over this past weekend. So he's probably someone that's going to creep up into that top 10 to 12 closer territory now that he's expected to have the job. Next guy here, Diamondbacks right-hander Zach Gallen was scratched from his schedule. Cactus League start uh, a couple days ago due to right lateral forearm soreness, according to manager Tori Luvolo. And Gallen was further evaluated. And I want to give a shout-out to Nick Savale, a good uh, friend of ours over at Fantrax, who pointed out that the injury where it had actually happened wasn't expected to be a precursor for Tommy John surgery. Later came out to show that he actually has a small fracture of that forearm which seems to be actually pleasant news for everybody, considering that it might not be something that can keep him out for potentially longer of the season here. Gallon had been been bursting on the scene pretty much towards his time with the Diamondbacks, and then uh, beginning of last year, he had a 2.13 ERA through four games and a 12 and over 12 and two thirds innings during spring training. But this actually occurred from swinging a bat, which is I think what people are really upset about. Doc, are you draft? Are you dropping Zach Allen a ton from your ranks? And what are your thoughts on this? Yeah, I mean, Phil, you has a he has a stress fracture in his right forearm, so that's his pitching arm. And what did they say? He's going to be out at least six weeks. So once again, we're within ten days of the season starting from recording this right now. I'm not taking anyone high that I know isn't going to start the season out healthy because you just worry about how are they going to be when they come back now. I think a lot of times when we answer this, it's if they fall at the right price, then yes. I'm going to be more bullish on Zach Gallon dropping than I am of Carlos Carrasco because he's young. Hopefully he heals up quicker. But 
I'm not a fan of taking players that are already injured before the season starts. And hopefully this serves as a note to get rid of the, or make the DH uniform in both leagues. You can only hope so. More closer news. Rangers closer Jose Leclerc is suffering from elbow soreness that will cause him to miss extended time. Might even have to get Tommy John surgery. We don't know what's going to happen, but it looks like to be out for a while. Jonathan Hernandez is already out through the first part of the season due to a UCL sprain. Plug your deep sleeper. Uh, who's my deep sleeper? You know. Demarcus Evans? Mm-hmm. Well, right now he's hurt with a lat injury. So a couple guys that look to benefit from potentially closing at the start of the season are Ian Kennedy and Matt Bush. Those are the two favorite guys. Doc, is there one of those two that you have over the other? I have Ian Kennedy. He has closer experience, and he's somebody that hasn't necessarily necessarily relied on speed. I mean, he's a 20-game winner, and I think people forget that as well. So, yes, obviously he's not a starter anymore, but he's had success both being a opener and as a closer. So I like people that have that longer track record, but I don't think the, the Rangers are going to have many save opportunities to begin with. It's kind of a toss-up for me. Matt Bush drafted i think back in 2004 he was the first overall pick as a shortstop he's been pretty much injured much most of the last few seasons ian kennedy did not look good last year so it's going to be kind of a i don't think anybody's going to spend major capital on either of these two guys but it's definitely a mess in that texas bullpen robbie ray I thought this is kind of interesting up to 96 miles per hour this spring that's looked really good he is injured right now but hopefully going to be ready for the start of the season are you taking a shot on him late I'm going to ask you that. Are you taking a shot? Yes, yes. If he is throwing 96 <laughs> miles an hour after he topped out around 91, 92 last year, he's basically going, I think, around pick three, 300, 350, he's somewhere in that range. I'm, I'm definitely taking a shot on him. He's basically free. So you, if he if he sucks the first couple starts, you can easily just drop him. But he looks like he's back to his old mechanics. He's got the velocity. I, the strikeout stuff is always there. So I'm definitely going to take a gamble on him. You haven't quit the drug known as Robbie Ray yet. Not yet. Not yet. Royals reassigned top prospect Bobby Witt Jr. to the minor leagues. So people that were taking him hoping for the Fernando Tatis effect might have to wait a little bit. He's expected to start the season at double A. Hardly a surprise given he had never played a game above rookie ball since being drafted out of high school in 2019. Could be potentially there later in the season. He left the door open earlier this week, but we'll see how that uh, plays out here. Had you gotten any Bobby Witt Jr. shares there, Doc? No, I haven't. And I think a lot of times people are expecting these rookies to get called up into play because based off what we saw last year where there were no minor leagues, so teams had to decide whether they want to put their prospects out and get major league experience or whether they were going to sit them out. So I didn't really draft any Bobby Witt. The most of the rookie I got was Alex Kirilov. I know that's music to your ears, uh, but I think Bobby Witt Jr. is going to be a great prospect for years to come. And great, obviously, if you play Dynasty Leagues, you got to hold on to him. Of course. He's going to be an exciting player. Tigers rotation is kind of interesting here. Julio Tejaran, even though he was exited his start with back tightness, is expected to make the roster. But right now, we also heard today Tariq Skubal is also going to be on that opening day roster and in the rotation. So a couple... Young guys, I love Tariq Skubal. I think Teheran is only just going to be a placeholder for a little bit for some other guys, but I think you got to go get Tariq Skubal if you can go get him. Check Especially out David's article. He has a breakdown of why you should. I appreciate it. Thanks for the, thanks for the plug, buddy. Uh, staying in the division with the White Sox, they optioned right-hander Ronaldo Lopez to their alternate site Monday. 
the team announced. So that means Lopez will not begin the season on the big league roster, which means Carlos Rodon has won the fifth spot in the rotation coming out of the spring. Now, if you remember, Ronaldo Lopez was a piece in that blockbuster deal from the Nationals. He came along with Lucas Giolito and Dane Dunning. Now, 27 years old, Lopez has pitched to a 4.76 ERA across 446 and two-thirds innings as a member of the White Sox. He's been very, very hit or miss and not thrown any type of consistent with consistency at all since he's been with the team. Doc, I'm asking you, obviously with Ronaldo Lopez, he's not really going to get drafted right now. Are you going to target Carlos Rodon later on in your draft? Maybe as a streamer or somebody that I start at the beginning of the year, but he doesn't seem to be able to be healthy for very long periods of time. He had Tommy John himself a couple of years ago, right? Uh, I believe he did. Yes. Yeah. It's, that's just something, you know, you, yours is the thoracic outlook sin. Thoracic outlet syndrome. I feel that way to a degree about Tommy John with older pitchers. Uh, it's just interesting about Reynaldo Lopez because he has a career, you know, high fours ERA, but at the same time, he'll throw like one shutout a year against a very impressive team. And you're like, why can't he show this more consistently? He's 27 years old. Maybe he just kind of needs a new environment, but. I'm not excited about that back end of that rotation. Yeah, I mean, the White Sox are heavy favorites in the American League this year. They're one of the top two or three teams by most experts. Uh, so we'll have to see how that back end shakes out. Some news that came out today, actually. Eloy Jimenez dealing with left shoulder discomfort after trying to rob a home run off of catcher Sean Murphy of the A's. Apparently had no shot at being able to rob it anyway, so it was for nothing. At he's least he not, tried. He's, yeah, he's not expected to miss any regular season time as of this moment. But you can ill afford, if you're the White Sox, to lose Jimenez, who's expected to come in and be a centerpiece of that lineup. The Astros and Lance McCullers agreed to an extension. It's going to be a five-year, $85 million deal. McCullers had been set to enter the final season under team control. This is actually one of the biggest deals, if not that I think the biggest deal that the current owner of the Astros has given a pitcher. So it's kind of interesting their belief in him who dating back to 2015, McCullers has pitched to a 3.70 ERA. So he's been a, uh, a great guy with an above average strikeout rate of 26.4%. So this is a guy, Eric, I know you love your Lance McCullers. Are you happy with this move for him? Yeah, good for him, securing the bag. One of the nastiest Uncle Charlies in the game. And this is his first full year since he's had, uh, I know he didn't get Tommy John, but a serious, I think, shoulder um uh, lat strain injury. So I'm rooting for him this year. And I think he's going to be the ace of the rotation with Verlander out. One of the best curveballs in the game. Harrison Bader of the St. Louis Cardinals is expected to miss four to six weeks with a forearm injury. Tyler O'Neill and Dylan Carlson were already going to be solidified in that outfield. But now you can expect Justin Williams, Lane Thomas, and Austin Dean to fight for that starting job to be occupied from Harrison Bader. So keep an eye on that. Dylan Doc, Carlson for Rookie of the Year. Uh, someone picked that maybe on this episode. Maybe we'll have to hear and keep listening. And then the last bit of news, I'm kind of interested to hear what your thoughts are on this, Doc. And we'll be cracking down on pitchers' use of foreign substances on baseballs. And it came out today that they informed all 30 clubs that they're going to crack down on these foreign substances. And they're going to be, according to Jeff Passan, using StatCast data to basically they're going to also use the data. They're going to monitor dugout, dugouts, clubhouses, tunnels, bullpens, and batting cages to make sure they're keeping an eye on if pitchers are using these third-party substances to, to help them, obviously, with their pitching or their hitting. But the spin rate data specifically from StackHouse is going to be judged. So it's kind of 
interesting that they're going to be using a lot of analytical information that us analysts have been using. People are looking at Trevor Bauer. People are looking at Rachel yep. Luba defending Trevor Bauer. <laughs> what are do you think this is going to be a big deal, or you think this is just MLB just blowing smoke? So it's going to be interesting because they're changing the balls and then they're changing the substances. So we're not going to get an idea of if there is a decrease in home runs or if there is an increase in um, contact from opposing batters against Trevor Bauer. We're not going to know what to what to pinpoint it to. So. I like that MLB is cracking down. I think it's a, a a rare instance of them trying to be more proactive than reactive as opposed to something like the Astros stealing scandal. But I just think there's so much change that's going on that they're implementing and already a crazy off season with COVID from that shortened season in 2020. I'm just interested to see the results. I don't think anybody knows what's going to happen. Yeah, I, I kind of want to. I'm on the fence of seeing if this is just them saying something just so people don't keep tacking them and they're saying, oh, we're going to do something if they actually do it. Or again, if this is something we're going to see when the season starts, people are getting suspended left and right because of this. It's kind of, you know, do you have the the easy parent, the one that says, oh, I'm going to start punishing you if you do this and never follows through? Or are you going to have the hard ass that's going to come out there and that from day one, they set the tone. They see somebody like a Trevor Bauer with the substances, he suspended 60 games or whatever the case may be, and then that nicks it in the bud. So keep an eye on that. And people with Trevor Bauer, I have a lot of Trevor Bauer. Uh, I'm actually a little bit concerned reading this news. Well, here. maybe maybe they'll be like Michael Pineda if they got caught and be like, I didn't realize I had that on my finger. Do you remember when that happened? I do. Uh, I think we'll see a lot of K rates go down. It's one thing to keep an eye on. But besides the negative, if you like what you're hearing so far with the the doc spitting some knowledge for you, make sure you click the subscribe button wherever you find podcasts. Subscribe once and you get every future episode we have for free. Want to hear more triple play? Great news for you. We have a fantasy football and basketball show that you can check out available anywhere you get your podcasts. If you're enjoying the content, about lighting up that app with a five-star rating review to support the show. Check us out on Twitter and Instagram at Triple Play Fantasy. Eric runs our social media and provides daily questions, bad takes, and of course, our weekly episode drops. If you want to keep stalking us, check out our website, tripplayfantasy.com. All the best articles, videos, podcasts, and more all in one place. Now, that sounds absolutely dynamite. And why am I trying to sell you on this? And I guarantee you, you take a random poll on the street right now. People are like, who do you listen to for baseball? They'll say, oh, the CBS podcast, the sleeper in the bus, road a wire. All of those are going to be common. But those best podcasts out there, they're the best for a reason. But the problem is your competition is listening to them too, bud. So how can you gain an advantage on them? And that means you're going to be listening to us. Listen to us to gain an advantage on your competition because they probably don't know who we are, at least not right now. And that way you can make the most of the hours listening to the podcast. We're like that stock in the stock market that hasn't been talked about, the GameStop that hasn't blown up yet. No, so don't make- talk about it. It's a down week for the market, <laughs> David. Oh, well, we're always up in the market, so it doesn't matter. Anyway, we're the definition of set it and forget it. So please make sure... If you enjoy what we're doing, check out all our stuff. Make sure you give us a review. Make sure you comment. Let us know that you're enjoying the content. Thank you to all our loyal listeners for your continued support each and every single week. We are going to jump right in to call on our shots with the Upper Decker crew right after this break. What's going on, everybody? Tonight, we've got some special guests, and I would love to introduce them to you all. We welcome in some men who seem to talk baseball a little different than the rest of the folks you see in the Twitterverse. 
the hosts of the Upper Decker podcast, these boys offer protection as an army vet, entertain you by drumming up some sweet tunes, and will tweet about Jessica Kleinschmidt to well that's, I don't know how to correlate that, <laughs> Boyd Fever, because we're talking to the St. Louis lads, Ty and Dan, and unfortunately no tone, I know. but we've got the better yeah. two anyway, so what's up, fellas? Hey, what's going on? I love man. that, hell yeah. Yo, I pumped that you guys had that same type of energy that we have. So uh, pumped to have you guys be on the, the pod tonight. I think we've got some good stuff planned. Yeah. For those that don't know what you guys do, can you let everybody know kind of a little backstory to what you guys are doing with the Upper Decker pod? Yeah, absolutely. Uh, well, first off, thanks for having us. Super excited about this. Um, secondly, we really, we just talk baseball, man. Like, you know, there's obviously the whole like fantasy baseball Twitter verse where people are diving into the the stats and the saber metrics and all that. We just like to sit around and talk ball, you know, we sit here, drink a beer or two, talk baseball, like just some guys, man. That's it. We, uh, we really want to get like interviews going more. So like you said, there's the Jessica Kleinschmidt one. We talked to Xavier Scruggs a couple weeks back too. So that's really the goal. We just kind of, kind of want to like, get an inside scoop of how baseball works, but from like the fans perspective, because of course we're all fans. So, you know, it, you guys can relate to that really easy. So that's kind of where we're heading and that's what we want. So I'm all about that. And you guys have a good crew with that. I wonder, I've been mean to ask you guys this. And when I, we booked you guys, I'm glad I never asked before. Okay. Has anybody ever said that tone sounds like Patrick Mahomes? Yes, dude. <laughs> yes. Yeah. Um, he always gets that. He gets a mix of uh, Patrick Mahomes and Kermit the Frog. <laughs> well, that's what everybody says Patrick Mahomes sounds like. Right. So. Yeah. He, uh, he actually, he sent me a video one time. It was like, close your eyes and listen to this and pretend it's me talking. I was like, whatever, dude. All right. And it was Patrick Mahomes. And I was like, bro, that's you. Like, that's that's it, you, man. It's scary. Like, it's it's so scary how much they sound alike. So it's it's awesome. I love Whenever, it. When I heard that, for, I think the first time I ever heard you guys was when you guys did the episode with Rob DiPietro. Oh, yeah. And when I, I did, like, listen to it a couple of times. I was like, oh, wait a second. I was like, did they get Patrick Mahomes on this pod? Right. I was like, we're going to no, we're going to have to start hiding Tone's face and just say that it's Patty Mahomes. <laughs> You could literally put that on the internet <laughs> and just show, show the face. Everybody would think it's Patrick Mahomes. Right. We might have some, that might be some content right there that we can work up in the future. I kind of like, I like that one. Oh, it could. Yancy, I stopped texting you right before the show. I'm respectful of our guests. Thank you very much. <laughs> Yancy, why do you have to bring me into this? Like, what did I do to you, man? He just likes picking on you. He's the school bully and you're the, the target. Yo, Yancey's riding high right now, man. You know, he's got, I think he just had his anniversary the other day. Brent Honeywell came up. You know, he's <laughs> fucking on top of the world. And I guess Tone's here watching us right now. This is beautiful. I'm going to mute myself. Yancey and Tone, we don't need much more of an audience than that. <laughs> That's entertainment right there. But yeah, he's 10 years married. I forgot. Your, your goals right now, man, your goals, especially uh, I have a fiance right now. I'm, I'm following the light that you guys are setting for us. So Hey, there you go. Um, but we got a great show tonight. We've got calling our shots. So we're, is it Babe Ruth, the one that made that famous when he was it him pointing or was it somebody else? Was that, was, that was, that was Babe Ruth. Ruth. That was, okay. So good. I, I didn't babe, mix it up. We're getting all the Cubs. Was it against the, man, look at you. Dan yeah. already throwing in some yeah. stuff right here. I love it. <laughs> I love it. Uh, so 
We're calling our shots tonight. MVPs, Cy Youngs, Rookie of the Years, and then one bold prediction for each league to send our listeners home as happy campers. So don't worry. We've got plenty of great stuff. Even if it's not all as analytical as we normally get tonight, there will be some thrown in here uh, so we can get everybody happy here. So let's start off. Let's talk about the American League. And we'll talk when you talk first, MVP is what everybody wants to talk about. So let's go MVP first. And I'm going to go first. I want to go to you, Ty. What do you think? Who's going to be the MVP of the American League when it's all said and done? All right. So you mentioned old Jess Kleinschmidt earlier, and this has nothing to do with our friendship. <laughs> but I got Matt Chapman winning the MVP this year. No, don't do it. I did it last year. I don't also it. did it last year. I did it last year as well. <laughs> I'm going to ride it. You bet no, money. No, no, I, I did. I did. He's just going to keep doing it until it eventually comes true. It's so. got to. It's got to happen eventually, right? I mean, the guy's a stud. You know, obviously his defensive prowess is just unreal, and he's got the potential to hit at the plate too and hit with power. He's just got to. Well, he's just got to put it all together. You know, I think this is the year finally. So you're not scared about coming back from those injuries last year. No, uh, I got a little, a uh, little. Birdie told me that he's doing all right. So, you know, I think he's going to be fine. You see all the the videos of him out there. And, um, you know, he's getting after it, man. He's moving well. I'm not worried about that injury. I think he's got a chip on his shoulder right now. So I think he's going to come back and play pretty hard this year. All right. Matt Chapman. I didn't think that's how this was going to start, but we're already there. So that's how we do, man. I guess we're getting crazy. We're getting, I love it. I'm, I'm all for it. Dan. How, how is that crazy? Hold on. How is that crazy? <laughs> there you go. Well, Call him out. Call no, him out. I mean, okay. So. <laughs> first i'm gonna ask you does oakland ever had an mvp candidate or ever had an mvp winner well see now you're putting me wow. on the spot i don't know man shit let me head to the googles <laughs> yeah yeah jason jobby yeah I jason was, jobby I jose thinking. canseco i would think ricky uh, would have won it at least i wasn't asking you cheesecake <laughs> but not in the not not in the quote-unquote modern era yeah Sure. No, I'm just giving Ty hard. I, we're, this is all the prediction show. I'm just giving him hard time. Wait, fair enough. What was Dan, the shortstop's name? Tejada. Miguel Tejada. Miguel Tejada? Yeah. yeah. That was 2002, though, yeah. right? I'm not listening to Cheesecake because he's frozen in a week. <laughs> <laughs> all right. Well, if you guys think that one is is out there, then oh, this is going to be um, like that again. It's going to be gonna like, like that again. You're going to like this one. So I'm going to keep it in the AL West. And speaking of getting everything together oh, and injuries. I got Shohei Otani winning the MVP. Wow. Yeah. Woo-hoo. So I, I think this is the year he stays healthy the entire season. They're going to figure out Joe Madden is a creative dude, right? Like he did it down in Tampa. He did it in Chicago. He can do it in LA too. He will figure out a way to get Otani on the mound every five days, six days, whatever it needs to be and keep that bad in the lineup. And as long as he stays healthy, I think this is the year we see it all come together and he puts up big numbers on both sides. Is that your MVP or your bold prediction? That is my MVP. I can't wait to see your bold prediction. <laughs> I mean, to think if you think about it, Otani can throw 100 and he batted Lee off the other day, three extra base hits. Like, I mean, if it all clicks from both he's, sides of the ball, why not? He's batting 636 in spring training right now with like an 1800 OPS. Like it's stupid what he's doing right now in spring. Yeah, I get it's spring training, but he's killing it. I, I think, think go ahead. I, I think with him like double dipping on the pitching and the hitting, if he just keeps raking the way that he is, and then even if he's like a mediocre pitcher, that right. puts him up to the MVP type caliber because it's like, who else is even doing that? You can't even compare. So, you know, obviously that would be a most valuable player type thing right there right off the bat so 
Yeah, I think the question will be if he's if he's healthy, I could definitely yes. see it. That's that's what it's going to come down to. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Uh, and yeah, he could pitch daily too. So there you go. Like our guy coming in here, that's that's <laughs> true. Like um, I guess we'll have to see how that plays out. Cheesecake, I'm going to go to you next as long as you don't freeze again. What's your prediction? Oh God, this is this is going to be a tough night if it's like this. If it's like this, uh, I'm I'm sticking I'm sticking with the Angels and I'm going with Anthony. He's popular last year, his first year in in uh, in Los Angeles, but I think this year is the year he's going to start to come through. Two seasons ago, 2019, he had 117 runs, 126 RBIs. Am I freezing again? I'm hearing some shit. No, um, you're good. French. You're not allowed to cuss. I, I feel. <laughs> I know I'm not allowed to cuss, uh, <laughs> uh, but I think that uh, the narrative will lead to uh, to him getting the MVP. You know, Trout. You know, you could give it to Trout every year, um, but uh, you know they're gonna. I think they're gonna be fighting for the playoffs, knocking on playoffs door, and with uh, with Rendon hitting over 300, with getting 100, 100 at least, probably 110, 110 at least in both the counting ca- categories. I think it's his his uh, MVP to win, pushing them over the top for Trout. Wow, I like it. Okay. Anthony Rendon, uh, very mm-hmm. interesting. Doc, please tell me you're going to go out of the AL West. Or are you staying with what everybody else is doing? You know what's really crazy? I put Anthony Rendon as well. <laughs> oh he was God. he was third in the MVP voting in 2019 with the Nats. He was actually tenth last season, and he missed eight games. So, David, I know that you owned him last year. In his first 13 games, he hit 142, which was 25% of his total games he played. He hit 326 the rest of the year. His 30 home run power, it's most likely going to be in the 25 range, but he will hit up about 40 doubles. He's had an on-base percentage over 400 the three of the last four years, and now he's arguably playing with the best hitter in the world. Not baseball player for you, Yancey, but the <laughs> best hitter in the world, so... I think Rendon is going to help push the Angels to the postseason. All right. Well, I'm going to get out of the AL West because I think there's two <laughs> other divisions that there exist. No, there isn't. It's just the AL West and the AL. And my MVP, Vladimir Guerrero Jr., Ooh, who right now okay. is plus 2,500 to win the MVP. And you, want to, you want to throw 10 on it, David? I mean, him versus the rest of the field. <laughs> I mean, it's 10 to win 250. That's great odds. No, I'm not going to bet that with you. But one of the things in the spring training, he's been hitting, he's been crushing the ball. But the thing that I've noticed mostly about him is his launch angles up to 19 degrees, which has been the biggest problem with him is he's not been hitting the ball with any type of launch angle. He's hitting the ball into the ground. And that's the thing is like, all right, is he going to up his home run total? Is he going to get the ball in the air? And right now he's showing it while he's hitting for a really good average in spring training. If you look last year, people think the weight loss was he started the season at this weight and he finished the season at that weight. And the weight loss didn't happen until after the season. But that's not the case. I, I wrote an article on like Sanchez where I've heard you say this. Well, you can hear it again then. That's fine. <laughs> then the fact is he lost the weight during the season. And if you look at his splits, I won't read all the numbers, but he basically when he lost the weight towards the end of the year, he had his swing became more athletic, had more plate coverage became an overall just better athlete at the plate. And you can see that in his numbers, batted closer to 300 towards the latter half of the season. So I think he's for real. I think this is the year that he finally explodes and gets on the MVP scene. That's my MVP right there. Man, I hope so. Bold, none of us went with Trout, who was the favorite. So I love it. Right. I mean, I love Mike Trout, right? Hang on. (laughs) Uh, I, I was indeed 
born in 1988 but that doesn't mean that i'm not a classically trained piano player as well so maybe it's both for you to decide that's a that's pretty cool piano player <laughs> in 1988 uh, carl I, I, carlos is always good with anything carlos says he's a bright man he's a bright man so i actually especially like when him. he drafts in front of you <laughs> uh let's go let's go over to the pitching side let's talk about cy young and this sure. time why don't we start with dan who's your cy young pick Okay, are we going AL or NL first? Which one do you want? Hey, we're still going to say All-American League first. Hey, All-American League? All right, all right. So it's kind of an unoriginal one, but I got Shane Bieber repeating as the AL Cy Young winner here. Mm-hmm. He's just dominant, man. He's just absolutely dominant. I know there's other choices, um, but for me, I, I don't know. I just There's something about that dude, man. Until he, until he kind of starts cooling off a little bit, I think he's getting ready to start getting even better. Um so I think he's I think he's my easy Cy Young pick here for the American League. All right. I mean, you know, what's funny is I haven't seen as much of that as you would think. I feel like I've seen a lot more of the the people talking about Garrett Cole and mm-hmm. guys that, you know, Bieber really put it together last year. But I have seen more people talking about him regressing rather than him taking that next step. Right. Mm-hmm. Uh, this turned into an age conversation. <laughs> <laughs> uh Cheesecake, I'm going to go to you next. Who's the guy that you're picking for the Cy Young? Well, you you just you just called me basic because I'm going to say Garrett Cole. Um, I knew that. Perfect transition. You, you, you know, um, I, I I learned the word basic this week too because you know I'm 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 hip. Um, the you know Cole is the narrative would be you know. His first year in New York was a rough one for him. And his second year, I think he puts it all together. Now He has Cy Young stuff. He's going to lead the league in strikeouts. And really all he needs is to get that run support to come through for him. And he's going to be, you know, 19, 20 game winner leading the league in strikeouts. That right there is the recipe for a Cy Young award win. All right. Well said. Doc, who's your guy? Art, do you want to just take all of my players? I mean, like, come on. I want Garrett Cole. I was getting ready to give you credit, too, for the first year jitters of when you sign a big contract. But I'm not a fan of the division that they're playing in hitting-wise. I think the O's, you know, they're okay. The Blue Jays losing George Springer is going to be a dent on them. Not a big fan of the Red Sox hitting or the Rays. They have a good bullpen, so they're going to secure wins, hopefully, and not blow those. Um, And he's had a sub-3 ERA the last three years an under one whip the last two years. And he's actually never won the Cy Young for how dominant he's been. So I think he's really pushing at this year. And, you know, hopefully he uses that to some motivation, you know, get the bag. I know he already got the bag, but. I don't think he can get any more money than how he already You know, he could opt out. He's Scott Boris as his his agent. You never know with Scott Boris. That's That's true. Uh, And Yancey picks Ryan Yarborough. So I don't know if this was Cy Young or Volta <laughs> uh, Ty, what about you? Who's your guy? I got Lucas Giolito. Yeah. I like seeing I like what I see with old Giolito. So, you know, obviously with the Nationals, he was a high prospect and kind of, you know, faltered a little bit out there. But I think the last two years, what we're seeing of Giolito is what he's supposed to be. And he's like tapped that potential that he was supposed to have. And I think he's going to just continue to get better. You know, we saw him be dominant last year, um, including that no hitter even. So this year I expect big things full season. He's going to go out there and just go nuts. So even last year, like he had a 3.5 walk per nine and his whip was still a 1.037. 
So if he can lower those walks, get a little better command, start strike. I mean, he strikes people out left and right, but even if he could, turns those like one or two walks into more strikeouts, that's less on his whip and less on his ERA. And he's only going to get better, I think. So keep an eye out on old Giolito. I was told there would be no analytics from Ty. <laughs> <laughs> hey, man. He's listened to too many of my Nerd Corner segments. That's now what I'm, I'm saying. Turn, I'm, I'm like, turning him into a, a sabermetrician here. I'm out Ty. here just trying to have fun and talk baseball. And then, like, these guys push their nerd sh- shit on me. And I just, like, <laughs> I'm, like, yeah, learning. Entire the same person. Dude, I'm learning by <laughs> osmosis. Like, I'm not even trying to. They're just beating it into me. <laughs> well, I'll add to that because Lucas Giolito is my pick, too. Hell yeah. Yeah, As if I'm saying, we're on the same page. Elite K percentage each of the last two years. He was top 10% in 2019, top 8% in 2020. His expected ERA has gone down each of the last two seasons, as well as lowering his hard hit percentage each of the last three years. The exit velos are also under league average as well. So he hasn't changed much. When you look at his first breakout year in 2019, he's keeping the same pitch mixes and everything like that. He's got healthy velocity. Giolito, I mean, why why go away from him when he looks like he's ascending and he's going to be on arguably one of the best offenses in the league exactly. in a division that outside the Twins, not really anybody that scares you right now. So mm-hmm. um, I, I mean, we're on the same page, man. There we um, go, Dave. Hell yeah. <laughs> uh, so is, I don't know. Is this a love story between you two? How did you guys meet? Yancey's curious. Oh, how did we meet? Her. Dan, do you want to tell him or do you want me to? Yeah, I think it's my turn. So um, <laughs> the uh, the original rendition of Upper Decker had three hosts um, and it was Ty Tone and then a mutual friend of ours, Brett. And so I started listening to that, uh, you know, just ended up splitting, ended up, you know, working out for uh, for Brett being there. But I've, I've literally listened to the show since episode one. And then one day Ty was just like, hey, do you want to, you know, do you want to come on the show with us too? So I was like, yeah, sure. I, I told him baseball. I told him to show up to the tree outs and old boy was there, man. He was ready to go. <laughs> he, he made brought- me promise not to eat him first though. So that was really weird. <laughs> he brought a strong beard game to enough for everybody right now. Dude, that's the thing is like, I just knew we needed yeah. more facial hair on the show it's, too. Cause it's on going. <laughs> dude, I got like this three musketeers, like white trash thing. Tone's got a porn stash. We had to get a beard up in this gang, dude. Had to, it's like a progression. You got the the mustache for tone, and then you got the goatee for tie, and then you just got the full blown. Uh, you know, I just don't care anymore. Beard over here. <laughs> <laughs> Barely reacting Zoom call. That's not oh, true. I feel like you guys could have a documentary about you guys. I would watch it. <laughs> oh, were you guys a fifteen that. seed in the in the baseball pods tournament? Uh, I think we were. Th- 13 this year we were 14 last year gotcha i was gonna I, for some reason i thought you guys were a 15 i was like why couldn't you be an oral roberts like more people okay. need to know about you well so last year uh you know the inaugural year of the baseball pods tourney we were a 15 seed and we took down scott pianowski from over at uh old yahoo, yahoo. Yeah. Yeah. so we took him down and that's kind of how we got our little rise to fame our 15 minutes and <laughs> now we're just hanging out man you know that whole tournament is like you know, I talked about it earlier. It's based on the whole tw- uh, the the fantasy baseball community and stuff. And you know, we don't really talk fantasy, so I know that there's the nerds that are like, "Oh, he's not going to win because I don't talk fantasy." But that's why we brought Dan on, so he can help us with the nerd <laughs> stuff, and I hopefully, mean, we'll I mean, win I that quota for him. Yeah, I, I check a box for him. That's all it is. Yeah. Hey, we all need those people to check boxes. <laughs> <laughs> Let's go to the token nerd. Right. Exactly. Let's talk about AL Rookie of the Year's next. And I'll start with Cheesecake to lead this one off. 
Cheesecake, who's your AL Rookie of the Year? You ready to take mine, Art? <laughs> uh, maybe, maybe I'm going out of the AL West. Am I? Am I? Am I starting to snipe uh, you? Yeah, you are. I'm, go- I'm going with Ryan Mountcastle for the Baltimore okay. Orioles. <laughs> I he love plays that. in the AL East. Last time I checked. Yeah, Ryan Mountcastle uh, is going to bat third or fourth for the Orioles, and uh, he's going to be up from day one. He came in and raked last season. I don't expect him to do that well. But I, I also don't think that there is huge competition for the award. And him being up all season, he's going to accumulate a lot of stats. I think his batting average is going to be good enough, 270, 280. Um, I think he's going to he's gonna have, be a really strong contender and going to take it home. All right, that's efficient. I don't agree with you. but I'm, I'm trying to be efficient, man. I'm trying to be efficient. You know I don't know if you guys have ever heard. I have a cheesecake clock on my soundboard. So whenever he talks too much, I play this. My God, are you still talking? <laughs> I think I we it. need one of those for me. <laughs> Let's be honest. Yeah. It's, yeah. it's a good way to keep them in check, and then they become self-conscious, so then that way they, they're good the rest of the show once you right. get one. Right, done. Well, I tone, mean, tone, take notes, buddy. Yeah, we did our we did our fantasy preview episode a couple weeks ago, and I got drunk and rambled on about Ryan Mountcastle for about 15 minutes, so that whole clock would have been nice. Art, I'm with you, man. I got you. That's, nice. Uh, you're not wrong. No, uh, your boy Anthony agrees too. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so Doc, who's the guy you're going with? All right, well, Art and I won't agree for once, and I'm going with Andrew Vaughn. And I, I talked him up a couple episodes ago. He's in a great hitting lineup, and even if he doesn't start out an opening day, which from everything I've read, he should be. We're playing 162 games, so it's not that shortened sample size. So even if he misses 10, 15, he's still probably going to play the majority of the, of the season. David mentioned the White Sox have probably one of the best hitting lineups. And I just think the value is there for him. I think he's ready to be in the major leagues. And I think the fact that he's a power hitter means that he's going to get more home run and RBI opportunities, which is what I think is kind of like people view as sexy in voting. It's like, oh, this rookie burst onto the scene and hit 30 home runs. That's amazing. Mm-hmm. Are you scared? Yeah, so I, think I've seen him, too. Yeah, I think I've seen him projected he's going to hit like seventh or eighth. In the order, is that but they scary? Have such, but they have such a loaded lineup. Like, all right, they have Tim Anderson, who has been a batting average champion before. Adam Eaton is great on getting or great. I'm very familiar with their lineup, Eric. No, but I, but I'm just saying, like, <laughs> like they're like, someone like someone like Moncada strikes out a lot, but they're all like very efficient hitters or have high upside. Yeah. Or like someone like Moncada, yeah, he strikes out a lot, but he can get really hot. Same with Eloy Jimenez. Same with Luis Robert. Like, if that offense is clicking likely everyone is going to be hitting on all cylinders. And I know Randy Rosarena is. I'm, I am still a little bit concerned with the pending charges. <laughs> oh, man. I, I don't know how you come back from that. Yeah, dude. Rest in peace, Doc, man. <laughs> hey, that was to Cheesecake as well. Uh, he well, said nerds. <laughs> yeah, well... Wow. Ty, why don't you rescue us here? Who's your pick? Is it, is it Yancey's guy or is it somebody else? It is not Yancey's guy. I, um, I'm i going to stay in the AL Central. I know he just got sent down today. I did my notes earlier, so you know, excuse me. But Alex Kirilov for the Twins. I like what I see mm. with that guy. Um, you know, it's kind of the same thing as, oh, Yancey, shut it. Um, <laughs> it's kind of the same thing as like, as Andrew Vaughn, you know, it's, it's a stacked lineup. He's got to go in and produce. He's not going to get the power numbers like Vaughn will, but if he gets on and he scores all these runs and has, you know, RBI situations out the yin yang, man, I mean, 
he's going to put up the numbers. So in, in the minors, he's got a 317 batting average and he slugs 860 or his OPS. I'm sorry. His OPS is 863. So if he can translate that at all to that stacked twins lineup, I think it's a good, at, good addition for them. He'll get the playing time hopefully when he gets called back up because they don't have a steady option right there to take place at Rosario. So. Yeah, exactly. Um, Dan, what about you? Who's your guy? Yeah, so I am also going to stay in the AL Central, but I am also going to pick a completely different person so far. Um, I have Tristan McKenzie um, as oh. my AL Rookie of the Year. Mm-hmm. And if you listen to our show at all, Ty and Tone are super, super high on this dude. So I had to do a little reading, you know, and kind of do a little bit of research on him. And first of all, like he's a freaking beanpole. Like I can't, it took me a minute to get past that part of his page on baseball reference. He's 6'5", 165. Like, yep. I don't remember the last time I weighed 165. Like, <laughs> and this dude is going to be out there throwing heat in the freaking majors. And, you know, kind of the AL Central isn't exactly an overpowering division. You know, you, we kind of hinted out at the White Sox have a good lineup and the twins are the twins. So, you know, you always have to kind of be careful there, but I think he's going to get plenty of opportunity for strikeouts. There he is. Uh, and I think that's, you know, you guys were kind of talking about like the sexy stats earlier for, you know, for voting. I think he's going to get plenty of strikeouts as long as he keeps his, his ERA low enough. Um, I think he's, uh, I think he's a good choice for the AL rookie of the year. I think his nickname is Sticks, if I'm not mistaken. It's String Bean. Oh, it's String Bean. I knew yeah. it was something like that. I, I mean, either way, they're both fitting. Yeah. <laughs> so I'm kind of surprised, surprised you guys didn't go with this guy who I, I actually drafted in my TGFBI. I'm big on in non-points leagues. Bobby Dahlbeck. Plus oh. the, he's plus 2,000 according to the Vegas Insider. Mm-hmm. Hitting over 300 with five hormones. I think actually just hit his sixth yesterday mm-hmm. in spring training. Hits the ball extremely hard. If he plays every day, I think he can hit 40 home runs, which if you're a rookie and you hit 40 home runs, I don't see how you don't win the award. Uh, sure. He's going to probably hit 240 to 250. Nothing like His average isn't going to be anything special. I think it can be at least average if not better than average and but the one thing is his k rate last year he yeah. had an atrocious 39 times striking out in 80 at bats wow the, that's a big that's a big thing yeah <laughs> but but you have guys like adam dunn who make careers out of that right sure and, and if as long as he's not hitting like 190 if he's hitting 250 and he's either striking out or homering uh, it's not like they have a lot of guys. They have a lot of young guys in that system that they want to make sure they get playing time. So I think he will get the opportunity to play, even if he's going, you know, one for four with two strikeouts and a three-run home run. If that's something you expect from him, get at the end right. of the season, you look at his stats. Yeah. I think that's what's going to help boost him to that award because he's going to get that playing time. You've been hanging out with uh, Jared Carabas a little bit, have you? <laughs> Is that his guy? <laughs> yeah, dude. Jared doesn't shut up about Bobby Dahlbeck, man. He's out here talking about 46 home runs this, 46 home runs that. I get it, but y'all wild. Yeah, I mean, if, look, if he plays every day, I would bet the four. If there's whatever you can bet for 40 home runs, I would call it because that dude just mashes. Dude, I will you bet put you. Put your money where your mouth is. I'll bet you a jersey. If he hits over 40, I'll buy you a jersey from any player in the league. Whatever. Wow, you want. that's a that's a good deal. And what if he hits forty? I'll give it to you. If he hits forty and up, I'll buy you a jersey. If he hits less than 40, 39 or less, you buy me one. It's definitely odds in your yeah. favor, but I'll, I'll I'll you know what I'll go where my mouth is. All right. Hell yeah, perfect. There we All go. Right, are you putting an injury clause in there? Yeah, yeah. If he's injured, it, we'll scratch it. Okay, we'll we'll, we'll come back in twenty twenty two then. Okay, so as long as there's as long as it's not like a big injury. All right. We got it cool. on camera. Here we go. That's good. Perfect. 
All right. And y'all think you're about serious. We bet like, you know, spicy chips and onions and doing the show naked. And <laughs> I mean, I would, I would do that stuff too, but he, I let him pick what he wanted to bet. <laughs> I, just, I, I was thinking you guys could do another steamboat challenge with David and, and Ty. <laughs> oh, that was the first one. We haven't done it yet. What's the steamboat yeah, yeah. challenge? So they, I don't think Ty and Tone really understand how many, how many, how much mashed potatoes, five pounds of mashed potatoes is. Oh my god! Or two pounds or whatever it was. And so they said that they could easily wolf down. I think it was two pounds. Oh yeah. Like, that's, that's a lot of potatoes, bro. So that, I'll that drink, was I'll drink two pounds of mashed potatoes. I, I told him on the show that I would make, <laughs> I would make five pounds of mashed potatoes for him and I would split it in half for him and say, here you go. You boys go to town. Easy. <laughs> I kind of like that. That's, 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 that's and it I wasn't just some. That. It wasn't just some random shit either. It was there was a we do um, we do a thing on our podcast. It's uh Tony Tone's dope name of the day. We leave that up to obviously Mister Tone. See, no problem. We're on the same page. Uh, he finds you know a crazy name in baseball history and brings it up. So Steamboat something or other. He was a crazy man. Got the nickname because he was just like steamboating down some mashed potatoes. He did a, a heaping <laughs> steamboat pile of potatoes or something yeah. ridiculous like that. Yeah, easy. Why have I never heard it's of it? Much more appropriate than I thought it was going to be. Yeah, yeah. yeah. You're, thinking, you're thinking a motorboat. <laughs> no, I'm right. not. I'm not. <laughs> so I would motorboat the shit out of some mashed potatoes, though. I'm not even going to lie to you. <laughs> yeah. Why don't we go from motorboating mashed potatoes talking about some bull predictions? <laughs> I mean, you can't transition from that. And I think, uh, Doc, is it your turn to start off this time? Why don't yeah, you start me? off with a bull prediction? So for me, I think the Angels win the AL West. So figure there's five teams in there. The Rangers and the Mariners are rebuilding. Nice. So I look at the Astros. Verlander's out for the year. They lost George Springer. Framber Valdez is hurt. Uh, Roberto Ozuna will miss the season. Figure Jose Altuve or Jordan Alvarez, if not both, get hurt. And then it's really the Oakland days are the only competition. But I think this is my storyline tying into Rendon winning MVP is the Angels finally win the division. And he gets that nod because he's kind of what pushed him over. Cool. Wow. And you have him winning the division. Wow. Okay. Mm-hmm. Interesting. Ty, are you going that bold or are you going somewhere else? That's literally exactly where I'm going. He stole mine. So really? Thanks. Yeah. <laughs> nice. Yeah. I have the Angels winning the AL West with 95 wins. Like that. Oh. 95. That that 95. that's that that is over their over under projection. Yeah, I'm crushing it. Yeah. Wow. I don't know why I don't know why you guys doubt me. I can He's eat like two and a half pounds of mashed potatoes. Don't <laughs> doubt me. <laughs> they, he he literally just whipped it out and said what do you got? I got the 95 win. You just haven't winning the division. I got 95. Yeah, I got 95, man. All day. All right. I like it. Dan, where are you going? Yeah. So um, this is actually probably right on par with the, the boldness of the Angels winning the uh, the division. I have Stanton finally stays healthy. And no, nope. sorry. 60 plus wrong. <laughs> <laughs> sorry, that's wrong. Wait, how many fingers did he hit? I, I told you it was bold. 60 plus. that's crazy that's great i I think i think i think the more bold part of that is that stanton actually stays stays healthy healthy. right exactly (laughs) that's that's the bold part is that he stays healthy long enough to hit 60 i mean that dude could do it in 60 games if he stays healthy enough but yes that's the prediction he hits 60 plus home runs this year all right i like so he got so close in what was that 17 when he won the mvp 
mm-hmm. with uh, Miami. I think he had 59 that year. So, and, and I want to yeah. say he played 158 games or 57 games that year. So he's right there. If he can stay healthy, he can do it. He's t- I mean, he started doing yoga. So that might have been the magic fix. There you go. Oh, he, he, didn't get, he didn't get hurt doing yoga. <laughs> right. And he gets to face Baltimore. I mean, that's the best odds in his favor right there is he gets to face Baltimore. Agreed. This Jeez, is also, hey. oh shit, sorry. This no, no, is also ahead. the first year I've ever drafted Giancarlo Stanton, so I really hope he does. <laughs> You're going to regret it. Yeah. His value right? is finally at the point where it's worth drafting because right. before it was like a top three, four round pick. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I don't think I got him until like the ninth round or some shit. So, yeah, it no, was, it was I, a ways down there. It's worth it now. Mm-hmm. Cheesecake, what is your bold prediction? I don't feel that bold after that one because my <laughs> bold prediction. My bold prediction is Jose Altuve is the number one second baseman in fantasy baseball uh, this season. Uh, over the last 539 at-bats, he's hit 288 with 98 runs, 27 home runs, and 71 RBIs. I think he's going to be batting leadoff, it looks like, this year for Houston. I think over a full season, he's going to put himself right back up in the conversation and take over the top second base spot slot. Um, and he's going to hit 60 home runs. That's what I'm saying. Uh, <laughs> no, let me walk that back. Let me walk that back. Uh, but, <laughs> but he's going to be a top second baseman. Are you know that he <laughs> just got? Enough. You know we just got three outs on one hit yesterday, right? Like he no, made contact. He hit a tri- triple play. <laughs> hit, into a, hit into a triple play, man. So you're wrong. Oh no, it's I yeah, you can, but you can only go up from there. Yeah, you got a point. I guess that's <laughs> fair. You know, from now True. on, if he just makes one out, they're like, oh, thank God. <laughs> Yeah, I mean, <laughs> he could hit a triple play and then hit him falling nuts. Like, that's a possibility. Is it bad that I kind of like when people hit into triple plays because then our names referenced on the show or on the the broadcast? They're like, they hit oh. into a triple play. I'm like, oh yeah, that's some free advertising right there. Oh, that's so smart, man. <laughs> Ours is just <laughs> about like awesome. baseball and that. poop. I mean, if they say, oh man, that's an upper <laughs> deck, there you go. But you have to have standing up probably for those, right? Um. My prediction, if you've listened to the show or you followed me on Twitter, oh my God. I don't even it have is. to probably it's say it. Yeah. Bill and Cease, top 30 starting pitcher. I've literally explained why probably a hundred times at this point. So I will not bore everybody with the same rationale. David, Just let me know. ask you let me ask you a question. Are you still if, Vlad, talking? if Vlad Guerrero <laughs> Jr. and Dylan Cease made love, would you just like explode? <laughs> I don't know if I'd want to watch it, but I, I don't I mean, I mean child they probably be cre- beautiful they would, they would create something incredible that's what I'm asking <laughs> would you explode you'd just be so excited <laughs> I mean yeah I mean <laughs> I, I, I really know suddenly our, our, our poop joke name doesn't sound so bad anymore yeah I know <laughs> dang Eric you got you got kind of weird on this show even for us Hey, we bring out the weirdest man. Oh, I yeah. told you, we're here to get weird, bro. David, I'm sorry. You've been, you've ingrained so much Vlad Jr. and Dylan Cease in me. This has been building up. That's fair. That's fair. <laughs> I don't feel so bad now. <laughs> <laughs> so, me and you, buddy, we'll watch it. Uh, let's go to the NL side and let's go back to the MVPs and let's go back to Ty leading off in the MVP conversation. Who's the National League MVP in 2021? We're going back to the Atlanta Braves. I got Ronald Acuna winning it this year. I wow. think he, dude. I, I, what do you mean? Wow, no, he's a top five player, man. <laughs> I'm, uh, I'm on autopilot now. So. <laughs> <laughs> uh, 
I think he, uh, I think he comes in and I think he finally hits that 40, 40 mark. Uh, you know, that he's, mm-hmm. you know, been trying to get for the, what the last three years, like he was three steals short, I believe in 2019. So yeah. And they, they cut him short that season. They shut him down for the last series with that lingering wrist injury. So, uh, I think this is the year old Ronnie Acuna gets it. I, you know what? I love Ronald Acuna. For some reason, there's just those guys that you just like in your gut. You're like, they'll always be really good players. I just don't see it ever happening. Sure. Well, but I, he's good I mean, enough to. Yeah, you're definitely going to be wrong. You know, at the end of the season, it's fine. <laughs> We're all wrong sometimes. No, that's true. I mean, this is bold prediction, or this not just bold predictions, but this is these are our predictions. Right. Sure. Um, Lindor and Soto have been mentioned. I don't know, Dan, if that was where you were going with either of, of those guys. Is that? One of those guys, or is it somebody else for yours? Uh, I actually also picked Acuna. Um, mm. He, so if you just if you look at just the numbers, you take the name out of it. He's a career one thirty three OPS plus average, right? Well, his Nerd. one year that brings that down, yeah, you're welcome. Is his only All Star year in 2019? Ironically, when he had a one twenty one OPS plus, and he finished the highest in MVP uh, MVP voting that year. So his 2018. When he had 111 games, he had a 143 OPS plus. And then when he, just this last year, he had a 155 OPS plus. So the dude is just an absolute baller. And I think he just kind of has the disadvantage of having other ballers on his team, like Freddie Freeman, reigning NL MVP. Um, but I, I think this is the year, you know, we have back-to-back Braves winning the MVP award. And this is the year that Acuna finally gets a little bit of love. I say finally, like he's been in the league for 10 years. But uh, he gets the love that he should have been getting this whole time and wins the MVP. You know, if you ever want to call him a nerd, you can just do this. Nerd alert! <laughs> I got to get a soundboard, dude. This is back-to-back <laughs> weeks where we've been on shows with soundboards. I need one bad. Mike has got the, the high-tech one. He's got oh, the, the, the good oh, stuff. I, I just have a free website that I linked him on. <laughs> dude, Mike's on another level, man. Yeah. No, he is. I, I can't sing like him or soundboard like him. Elsie, <laughs> uh, who's your guy? I, I I thought about going with Lindor, so Avi, I'm with you on that. Uh, on is there for it, but I also think that this year is really Bryce Harper's year. He started to to come out of that funk that he had been in for two seasons, two three seasons with Washington, and uh, you know the talent is obviously there. Last year, his his walks were he had more walks than strikeouts. His batting average started to come up again. I really think that Harper is going to have a monster year this year. It's just a gut feeling. And uh, of course I didn't draft him. So he's bound to be a monster. <laughs> well, I'll see, you know, I, I mean, I I'll usually like Daco next, but I agree with you. I have Bryce Harper is mine. Ooh. He's plus 1500 right now. Yeah. And it's that cast page. I mean, if you look at it, it would make a bull angry. He was a magma man. 92% exit velo, XBA, hard hit percentages, X Wobus, X slug, barrel percentage, walk percentage, and uh, I'll play it, obviously. But uh, <laughs> yeah, I mean, look at his walk percentage was up to 20%. Last year, he was in the top one percentile in the league. So, I mean, wow. you were worried about his strikeouts, and they went down nearly 9%, the lowest of his career. So, if he's not striking out nearly as much, and he's making that kind of contact that he makes, I mean, you have a special, special player on your hands and a lineup that should give him protection. So, no, I'm right there with you, Elsie. Doc, who's your guy? 
You know, it's funny is I picked Bryce Harper initially and I thought art is going to pick Bryce Harper. I'm going <laughs> to change go. it. Yeah. And I'm right. Yeah. So I'm going with my guy, Mookie Betts. And I've said this before, the best ability is durability. His last six seasons, he's played 84% uh, in or in all six seasons, played 90% of games in five out of the six seasons. He's in probably the best hitting lineup. He's a career 301 hitter with 20-plus home run power, 80-ish RBIs, double-digit steals. He's led the major leagues in runs in 2018 and 2019. Yeah, uh, I was, that Avi's that more important than you. I was one. That is that is pretty funny. That he, he, got, <laughs> he does look like. <laughs> but I think I think Mookie is the what? the boring There's, guy, but he's consistent year in year out, and he contributes to basically every category. And the only thing is, like Acuna is really good, but he's very streaky, and yeah. so it's like when he's hitting his high highs, it's like yes, he is the probably one of the best hitters in the game. But at the same time, like to begin last year, he was very cold, and I think Mookie is just very consistent. And over that 162 games in that stacked Dodger lineup, I see him taking home the crown. I'm still mad at Mookie from the championship the only- series, so I got to kind of let you linger for a little bit over there because he just screwed me over, man. Sorry. That's all right. The only thing I can see about Mookie is that it's that old Golden State Warriors thing. There's yeah. so many MVP candidates on mm-hmm. the Dodgers uh, yeah. that they're going to steal votes from each other. That's the only I thought about that I thought guys on that team that might be MVP candidates. Yeah, well, I think him hitting at the top of the lineup because figure he's going to get double-digit steals. He'll probably lead the league in majors. He'll probably hit 20-plus home runs. Like, is that a stat? What? He'll lead the league in the majors. <laughs> oh. <laughs> He'll probably lead the league in runs. He's just going to contribute to every counting stat, and the fact that he plays so many games is going to really accumulate. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, so I want to transition to Cy Young's. I would like to know if anybody has anybody other than Jacob DeGrom. <laughs> really? Yeah. yeah. I mean, Listen, I'm here to let my nuts hang, David. All right? Uh, Smart. Let, go ahead, air them out. <laughs> I got Zach Gallen, man. I love me Whoa. some Zach Gallen. Have you, have you seen the news? Yeah, I have. Whatever. He felt discomfort while he was swinging. He's fine. Uh, I don't know that he's getting a second opinion. Well... Aside from that, he's going <laughs> to win this guy. Yeah, all right. Uh, dude, he was just dominant last year. Like, if he's – he's fine. Stop it. Don't jinx him, okay? God, you're going to hurt my feelings. Uh, <laughs> um, Don't dude, look just, on Twitter then. Ah, uh, shit. I haven't been on since the show started. Is it getting bad? Is it no, bad? no, no. I'm just saying, like, don't don't look on Twitter in general if you don't want to see bad news because that's where you're going to uh, find it out. Yeah, yeah, you're right. Um. I don't know. He's definitely got the potential. You know, he's coming too. So if he's healthy, yes. But obviously, Jake DeGrom's the safe bet. Dan, are you, how come you're not playing it safe? Are you, because you want to let the nuts hang out too? You want you. That is Go what ahead. we're about at the upper decker, and it is letting the nuts hang, other than picking Shane Beaver as the AL Cy Young. <laughs> um, so I went with Luis Castillo, which also kind of ties into the mm-hmm. bold prediction ish a little bit for the National League. So this is a dude that just, he's a, when he's on, he is an absolute animal on the mound. He's got that wicked fastball changeup combination. And then he's got the slider that he can throw just whenever the hell he wants. And it's just a disgusting wipeout slider and just make you look absolutely stupid if you try to swing at it. He actually, last year, he was the first year he put a sub three whip. And he he kind of uh, got a little unlucky because his ERA was up to 3.21. So there was a little bit of a, of a luck factor there on the ERA. But he posted 
the highest strikeouts per nine of his career. He posted the lowest home runs per nine of his career. The only, and then he also posted a lower walk per nine than he did the previous season. The only thing that he needed to work on a little bit last year was just controlling the hits. Um, it was the, you know, he was the second highest hits per nine of his career. So that's obviously not ideal. It led to a slightly inflated whip, but if he can get that under control, keep going in the right direction with the walks, keep going in the right direction with the K's. Uh, I think he's going to be, and I mean, people like Cinderella stories, voters like Cinderella stories. So the Reds aren't going to be a terribly great team. So if you've got a guy like Luis Castillo on there, who's just absolutely dominating. And, you know, we kind of talked about the the Mike Trout syndrome earlier, where people just get voter fatigue on voting for the same person over and over again. Nothing against Jacob. Degrom. He's I think he's the best pitcher in baseball right now, but I don't think voters are going to want to vote for him. They're going to want to vote for somebody else. And I think that this year, Luis Castillo is the guy that they're going to they're going to gravitate towards. Dan, you just said so much nerd shit. I was going to call you out because you said he posted a whip lower than three for the first time in his career. Uh, fit? But I won't. Oh, a fib. Damn it. See, I'm not. a Whatever. I'm not a nerd. You're fine. You, <laughs> you, did need, great. To listen, you need to listen to my, my segments more, buddy. And now I know that you just zone out when I talk about it. <laughs> whatever dude you did great you did great i appreciate you oh well i i don't even know what to say you just ty I just get, he just boom. totally just just gave me the hand, man. right Dog, there he, he gets me all the time i don't even know why i asked this guy to come on the show like all he does is show me up all the time I, calls me stupid fucking nerd out here I, man. Ty, <laughs> I thought he said i thought he said whip too thanks I thought he my said whip too. <laughs> see i knew somebody was on my side <laughs> i did I'll have to listen to it back. <laughs> Can uh, I get a little love from any of the listeners here? Did you all hear me say FIP? Somebody <laughs> had to have heard me say FIP. Unreal. I feel like I'm getting ganged wow. up on here. All right, well, in the interest of time, obviously, you guys up top, Jacob deGrom, train, no need to mm-hmm. analyze Jacob deGrom. So let's move right. on. Rookie of the year, probably differ on this one. Let's start out with, I think we're on LC, if I'm not mistaken, for this one. <laughs> so, Elsie, who's your rookie of the year? This is uh, totally self-serving because I have him on about six of my ten teams, but it's Sixto Sanchez. Um, I think he's, <laughs> I think he's going to put together a really good season this year. And I've been, I've been drafting him all over. They've come out and say he has a an innings limitation, but does that mean he? I mean, hundred if he goes one hundred and sixty innings that's still a pretty good season in these, in these days. So I I think uh, he's going to put together good ratios, good, good, good statistics. And Sixto Sanchez is going to bring home the, uh, bring home the hardware. All right. I like it. Couldn't get the chance in that stacked Marlins rotation. Doc, where are you going? So I'm going Dylan Carlson, who has the fourth best odds according to Vegas Insider. So the the people ahead of him, Cabrian Hayes, I mean, he's going to play in a bad lineup, even if he's talented. Sixto Sanchez and Ian Anderson both play in probably one of the toughest hitting divisions. Figure you're going to have to face the Nationals, the Phillies with MVP Bryce Harper, the Braves if you're Sixto. With MVP and the Ronald Acuna. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> there you go. And and the Mets and Marlins can hit as well. So Dylan Carlson in 2019 in Double A hit 281, 21 homers, 59 RBIs over 108 games. Got promoted to Triple A, hit 361 with five homers and nine RBIs in 18 games. 2020 wasn't too impressive, hit 200 with three homers and 11 RBIs. And I know he has a high K rate, a low walk rate, but he's hitting six in that lineup. And I'm someone where I love taking players hitting in good lineups. 
because I think it prevent it presents more opportunities for counting stats. So I could totally see him having that hitting behind Goldschmidt, Arenado, and Yadi Molina. Yeah, we first brought him up on this show when we had the prospects battles with uh, the Welsh. Mm. And but if you look in 2020, he actually improved as the season went on. When he got called up originally, he was kind of victimized by a run of bad luck with batted balls. Should have had better results. When he came back from the alternate training site, he finished in the second half of September. And if you combine the regular season, that part of September with the postseason, he had a line of 289, 389, 578 slash over those 54 plate appearances. And I know it's a small sample size, but he looked like he actually really made strides. If you look at the batted ball indicators, and he actually started getting that strikeout rate more in check. So he's got kind of an all-star pedigree if you look at him in the minor league. So I think he's somebody that is going to uh, be a, a main piece in that lineup for the Cardinals this year. And the Cardinals don't have very many bad hitting prospects. A lot of those guys seem to develop pretty well. So I like I'm that so, call. I'm so glad that you brought up the second half after he came back from the alternate training site because now I don't have to be called a homer because I was totally <laughs> going to bring it up as well. So I'm that so happy that. that you did. Uh, I'm a Cardinals fan, so I, that's not actually who I picked because I didn't want to be too much of a homer. Um, <laughs> but that is obviously who I'm hoping wins the the Cy Young here. No, I mean, I, I don't know if I won the Cy Young, but he might. Right, yeah, you know what I mean. <laughs> <laughs> yes, get David, is, David is calling people out left and Fuck, right. Maybe uh, I did sorry. say whip. God damn it. <laughs> Ty, who's your guy? Uh, you know what, Art? I tell you, I got to buy you dinner, man, because I got Sixto Sanchez as well. I love yes. what I see down there. I love it, man. Uh, you know, five toes, six toes, whatever it is, man, he's going to get it done on the mound. And I love what I see. <laughs> Does he have six toes? Well, no, it's just his name, bro. No, oh he's my God. Oh, I, Harold Jones. <laughs> I was like, wait, is there something about him I didn't know? <laughs> That's great. <laughs> no, that is hilarious. Oh my God! That's that don't encourage him. Don't encourage him. <laughs> Dad, who are you picking? Uh, I actually I did stick in the NL Central, uh, and I did go with Cabrian Hayes, Doc. Um, so I I know that's an absolutely dog shit team, but when he came up last year, he played on a very very bad Pittsburgh team, and he still mashed when he came up. So I don't necessarily expect him to do what he did. You know, three seventy six. 442, 682 over the course of a full season, but I do expect him to hit very well. And I think he's the, for me, he's the NL Cy Young. Or, God damn, I did it again. NL Rookie of the Year <laughs> without being a homer and picking Dylan Carlson. So, Ryan Hayes is a name that's been floated around a lot this offseason. He hits the ball extremely hard. He's going to get every day at bats with that team. Right. I think the only thing you're wondering if it gets the protection, but other than that, I definitely don't disagree with anything. I think he's, I don't have the betting odds in front of me, but I think he actually was the number one for Vegas. He is. He yeah. is. So, so it's him, a- it's him, then it's Sixto, then Ian Anderson, and then Dylan Carlson. There we go. Let's move to the last part of the main segment here in the bold prediction for the National League. And Doc, why don't you lead us off for it? Who is your bold prediction for this? All right. Well, well Ty's going to like this. I think the Braves trade for Nick Castellanos and win the Ooh. NL. I haven't even yeah. thought about that one. So so you look and once again, their their recipe is going all in with hitting. They're stacked at the majority of position besides center field, where they have Ender and Ciarte, who hit 190 last year. So you think about the Reds might tank. I mean, they've already kind of auctioned off some pieces. So mm-hmm. maybe the Braves make a move for that. I think Castellano slides right in. And then they compete for arguably the best hitting offense and 
they were one game away from winning the world or going to the World Series last year. So I think they're going to have that little chip. With the depleted starting rotation, too. So, Mm -hmm. hey, Charlie Morton. Mm -hmm. Oh, yes. God, I can't wait. Or maybe, yeah, they trade for a different Reds player. You never know. You might be on something. I know. I think it's going to be a third baseman before it's Castellanos, but I wouldn't be upset with old Castellanos at all. (laughs) So then let's stay with you, Ty. Who are you picking? Oh, well, my bold prediction. Got Garrett Hampson going 2020 with the Rockies. Okay. I think he I think he gets 20 home runs, even 24 stolen bases. So I'm real high on Garrett Hampson. If you've listened to the show at all, all I do is talk about Garrett Hampson. It's like it's like David and Vlad Guerrero and you know Dylan Annoyingly Cease. So. Garrett Hampson <laughs> is my guy. I will just ride that train until I die. Garrett Hampson 2020 and 2021. All right. I mean I think if I mean, hopefully he'll get the bats. If he gets the bats, I could see it. Yeah. Uh, Dan, where are you going for this one? So I'm going to continue on with my actually my NL Cy Young, not my my rookie of the year. And I'm going to say Luis Castillo wins the Cy Young with 10 wins or fewer. I don't know that that's necessarily that bold. Wow. DeGrom has. That is bold. He's uh well, DeGrom's won it with what, 10 and 11 or 11 and 12 or something like that. So it's not as unheard of anymore, but it's still. You know, it still uh, uh, opens your eyes when you see something like that. So I'm that's my bold prediction, and I'm sticking to it. All right. I uh, what did Felix win in with Seattle? Was it eleven? I think, I think uh, it was thirteen. I think he had thirteen. Yeah. I think he went like thirteen and nine or something like that. I, I, that's exactly what came to mind for me as well. So I'll back you up on that, Doc. Man, I mean, less ten or less. He's. I mean, that would be some stellar production. So I, I yeah, think that's. Well, a, it, it also plays into the fact what you guys were saying that the Reds are going to start selling some pieces off here. So they're not yeah. really going to have a lot of offense. So hell the year of the pitcher in 68 with Gibby, uh, he still had nine losses, no 11 losses that year. And, and he had a one, one, two ERA for the whole season. So it's not out of the realm of possibility for him to rack up a bunch of losses and still be an absolute force on the mound. Yeah, have you feet. talked to uh Simeon SP streamer? Mm-mm. Oh, he's, that's that's another huge Luis Castillo. You should you should tell okay, him that. There you go. Hit him up. Uh, King Felix went thirteen and twelve in two thousand ten. Won the side. Oh, okay. Thirteen and twelve. I didn't remember him that many losses. Wow. Um, cheesecake. Who's your guy? Uh, bold prediction: Chris Bryant is the comeback player of the year. Homer. I, I'm not sure that's actually. I'm not sure that's actually bold when you consider that he has had like. 20 bad games in 2020. I'm not sure. You know, 2019, he went 282, 31 home runs, 107 runs with 79 RBIs. But everyone is so down on him that I think if he comes back and has that exact same season, that he's going to win the comeback player of the year award. And I don't, so, and I, I don't think he's finished by any means. So does that he do that weak. in Chicago or does he do that with another team? Hmm. Uh, well, given given the way the Cubs are going right now, it's going to be Atlanta or it's going to be the Nationals or something like that. You know, okay. okay. Someone who's there's a lot of there's a lot of teams looking for a third baseman. I was I was thinking there was some chatter that we might get Arenado, but uh, didn't happen. Yeah, didn't happen. But, but you know, with them being you. cheap, I can't see them paying for him either. <laughs> yeah, they're selling everybody. They're so, uh, to- they're, they're so cheap. <laughs> to wrap this up, I'm gonna go Bruce Star Gratterall will be the most dominant closer in baseball 
by the all-star break and he's going to finish my, out the year as the closer i know Dan dude, loves that. Yeah. i predicted gratterall to lead the nl west in saves this year oh so we're on the same page yeah yep. I, i'm a big twins fan so i'm very familiar with him i think he's going to have that similar to that when garrett crochet came on the scene with the white Sox and kind of you already know he lights up the radar gun he averages 99.3 miles per hour with his heavy sinker which was the highest speed on any pitch in the majors for those who threw at least 250 pitches. Mm-hmm. Gratterall is, a, is fantastic at limiting home runs and walks. He doesn't generate a lot of strikeouts, 13 and 23.1 innings last year. So that's the only part that I'm a little bit concerned about. So if he can manage to learn how to strike more people out, which isn't crazy if you make a small little bit of change on how you throw your pitches, your pitch mix, all that type of stuff. He looks right now to be the setup guy to Kenley Jansen. So Jansen doesn't seem like he's the guy that's going to consistently hold on to that job the way he's been trending. So, I mean, if Gratterall becomes the closer for the Dodgers and he's throwing 100 mile an hour, sinking, just getting a ton of ground balls, mm-hmm. you never know. That's I don't, my think he, I don't think he needs a ton of strikeouts because I just looked him up here. Mariano Rivera only had a career 8.2 strike, you know, K per nine rate throwing that cutter so as long as he just limits runs that's going to be the biggest thing and i that's why i like gratterall is because of that so and he I'm, yeah, I'm induces on. a lot of weak contact too from that yeah if gratterall would use his entire body instead of just his arm he'd be out there throwing 110 striking everybody <laughs> out that dude, <laughs> dude he throws 100 sitting in a chair he could sit on a lawn chair and peg him dude unreal it is it is it totally is uh <laughs> Well, those were some bold predictions, Cy Young's, Rookie of the Year's, MVPs. We got them on record so we can visit them at the end of the season. The last season didn't go too well. There was a lot of Nick Castellanos MVPs, and ah, uh, yeah. it was we were very far off with that. So this year, I feel it's a lot better. We've got some smart guys here to elevate the room. So <laughs> okay. I, I feel like we're, we're at a good spot with it. You're being pretty lenient with that smart term, Dave. <laughs> I hope we're not your your standard bearer for what intelligence looks like. Because if so, then you might need to make some better friends, buddy. (laughs) (laughs) Well, we're going to go into the question of the week. Mm. Do you guys know where that's from? No. I'm going to put it in the private chat. I know where it's from, Dave. Dang, you got me. Dan didn't seem too confident. I, I have no idea where that's from. Unreal. Yeah. I, dude, I, I can't believe this like the fifth time you've played well, it. You I like, only play it for the people I know who will appreciate it. Oh, yeah. I can't believe you just did that. See, Dan, you keep your little virgin ears over there, buddy. Yeah. Yeah, that's me. So <laughs> our question of the week is sponsored by Monkey Knife Fight. Triple Play Fantasy is now official affiliate to Monkey Knife Fight, the fastest growing fantasy sports betting site in the United States. Use promo code TRIPLAY. Triple play, excuse me, and you get up to $50 on your deposit matched if you become a new user and use that code. If you're looking to win some cash, make sure you follow the Triple Play Fantasy Monkey Knife Fight shows coming soon to give you a 10 to 15 minute show with all our locks to help you win big. All right. So, our question of the week What is your favorite catchphrase from an announcer? Oh, so it could be no. Any announcer's catchphrase. We usually like to go to the guests first for these. Oh. So, Iron, if you got one, you can go. Otherwise, one of these guys can go. Which, I, so, uh, I got one. I got one right away. All right, Dan, take it away. So, real announcer, but <laughs> fictional situation, just a bit outside. Perfect. Oh, I love it. And that's an iconic one. Major League. I mean, that's just that's MLB perfect. 2K. 
That is absolutely perfect. That's that's the best call. I don't even care. I don't get out of here. That's it right there. No, I, that's a great one to start, Avi. Uh, I'm not gonna. Uh, we'll say it's the ESPN. <laughs> yeah, that, that's it, Avi. That's the one. You're right. <laughs> yep. Uh, Ty, you got yours. Yeah, I don't have like a specific catchphrase at all, really. But anything that Harry Carey said, if you just go back and listen to his entire dialogue yeah. that he's had over his career, it's the funniest thing ever, man. So. Drunk. Yeah, that's great. That's perfect. We'd have been great friends. <laughs> Harry Carey, anything that he said was great. I don't have a specific catchphrase, though. I mean, that's a good way to do it. He, I mean, he has the way of saying things that even if it's not one specific thing. Exactly. Yeah, it didn't even make sense, but it was just awesome to hear. Cheesecake, do you have yours? I, I do. Uh, now, Harry Carey I, was a contender. I'm a, I'm a lifelong Cubs fan. And uh, he when, when there was a home run, he would go, it might be. It could be. Yeah. It is. That was great. I love that. But but I'm gonna go with the next Cubs, the next great Cubs broadcaster. That's Len Casper, who unfortunately spurned us for the Southside Chicago White Sox this year. And so we're not gonna talk about him, talk about that. But he but the best thing was when he would go, Oh baby, when a big thing happened. He would like a home run would hit, he'd go, Oh baby. It was the best. Every time he said that, you knew that the Cubs were going to win the game because it was like a game-winning home run, a walk-off hit, or something like that. It was the best. <laughs> <laughs> what is that from? <laughs> I think Tone probably just made it up, if we're being honest. Probably. Uh, get out the rye bread and the mustard, Grandma. It's grand salami time. <laughs> <laughs> I like it. Beautiful. Well, you, got, you should patent that before someone takes it. <laughs> All right. <laughs> Doc, I know we have the same guy. Please we have the same one. We have the same one. Don't, don't, please. It, does, is there an S in any part of it? A word oh, that you're talking about. The end. The end. Okay. I, go ahead. Go ahead. Who is it? You can put it on the board. Yes. Oh, Harrelson. Okay. That call. As soon as you guys put it in the group chat, I saw quickest I've ever had to an answer <laughs> of question of the week. <laughs> Nice. Okay, so I'm glad we didn't do the same one. Um, mine is connected to the home run call, and Tone cleared up that's from the Mariners. But my, it, mine is one word, and that's when Hawk Harrelson would go, stretch, stretch. <laughs> you guys don't hit a home run. That part alone <laughs> that's is awesome. just hilarious to me. David, we uh, complete each know. other. Huh? We complete each other. You're yeah, the I Dylan have the, well, the home runs in the air. <laughs> <laughs> We were thinking the same. I have the, the home runs in the air. You have once it's in the, the seat. So y'all are going to be hearing that intro music a little bit more. It sounds like. <laughs> <laughs> Art, you kind of you kind of sprung uh, you sprung my mind. So I don't know who it was, but it was the announcer for the White Sox. And I'm sorry if that's a touchy subject for you. Um, <laughs> nah, it was the announcer for the White Sox not. when you know they would do like they'd hit a home run or they'd throw, make a great play or whatever. It'd go mercy. Whatever that's, that's, that's the hawk, yeah. Hawk, yeah. yeah that, that was that's yeah. right. I just watched um I watched the video of Mark Burley's perfect game today with Dwayne Wise making the catch in the outfield, and it was mercy. That's beautiful. It's awesome. I mean, Hawk Harrelson just we literally had so much hawk. We should have did the Hawk Harrelson segment. <laughs> yeah, when no, he, when a strike when a White Sox when the White Sox would strike somebody out, he'd go grab some bench. Just like that in his southern accent. It was great. It was Grab some bench. <laughs> yeah, he's a one of a kind. I, I love Hawk. I, it's sad that he doesn't call the games anymore. Mm -hmm. 
Um, but all right, let's get to the last part of the show. And that's going to be our game of the week. The ladies came because they knew we had the upper decker guys here. So they, you have an audience watching this game of the week. Uh Oh, so no pressure. A lot of pressure. Cheesecake is hosting the game this week. So what are we playing? All right. Well, I called it the nerd corner in honor of you guys. Uh, but it is, it is a, uh, it is a callback to a game I, I came up with a few weeks ago called and one. And, uh, it basically, if you get the question right, you get to answer a second question for a free throw. So you get two points for the question being right. And one point for the free throw hoop and a harm. Um, so there's, it's multiple choice questions. And the way I did it the last time was if you got, there was one person who got the question right, but this time anyone who gets the question right gets to go for the free throw. Okay. Okay. So, all right. So I'll ask the questions and uh, it's multiple choice. Um, the first question is, did Jess Klein Schmidt say, Schmidt say anything about me? And if so, what did she say? No, okay, that's not the first question. <laughs> okay. well, if you don't want to know, I won't answer. It's fine. All right, all right, all right. All right, all right. Question number one. The very first World Series occurred between A, 1890 to 1894, 1895 to 1899 is B, C, 1900 to 1904, or D, 1905 to 1909. Uh, we'll start with... Dan. Thank God. <laughs> uh, I am going to say C. I know major leagues have been around before then, so I, I don't think the World Series actually happened as the World Series until after 1900, but we're going to we're gonna take a guess. We're gonna... I, dude, I was also thinking C. I literally made a C with my hand to remember what the years <laughs> were. C, yeah. Okay, Eric? I actually think C as well. David. B is always the correct answer, so I'm going B. The correct answer is C. So so, uh, Ty, Dan, and Eric get two points, and now they get a chance to answer the free throw question. Mm -hmm. What was the year between 1900 and 1904? Uh, Who went first? Dan, you went first? All right, Dan, what was the year? I think it was 1904. Why are you reading uh, my I, mind? Well, I'm not going to be a loser. I was going to say 1904. I'm going to say 1903. Whatever. And Eric. Dan seems really confident. So I'm going to go 1904 as well. Ty, you are right. 1903. Nice. Oh, that's what I'm talking about, baby. So so uh, three for Ty, two for Dan Eric. Dave sitting at zero, but there's three points in every question. So 24 points left on the board. All right, let's do it. <clears throat> First off, and this first off, uh, Ty is the first answer in this one, and then it's going to go Eric, David, and then Dan. Question is, who was the pitcher that gave up Hank Aaron's 715th home run? You turn A. Mike Marshall. B. Al Downing. C. Rick Roden. D. Andy Messersmith. One I more can game. say it give again me, if you need. Yeah, yeah. Give me one more. A, a is Mike Marshall. D, a B is Al Downing. C is Rick Roden. D, Andy Messersmith. I'm gonna go B, Al Downing. Okay, uh, Eric. I'm gonna go B as well. David. 
I'm going A. Dan. I'm going to go C. It is Al Downing. So Ty <laughs> and Doc got the right answer. Real quick, okay. do you know who do you know who was on deck when Hank Aaron hit that? Dusty Baker. Perfect. Right? Right. right. Wow. Yep. Yeah. Absolutely. Okay, so the the free throw question. What was the count? Ty. Oh, this is, it's just a guess question, so oh, you can get it right and get it wrong. All right. Uh I'm gonna say it was a a two one count. And Doc? 2-0. It was 1-0. It was 1-0 mm, was the count. Uh, so Doc's going first in this one. <clears throat> Question three. The Loma Prieta earthquake struck Candlestick Park and canceled a World Series game between the San Francisco Giants and the Oakland A's. What game of the series was it, Doc? I think it was game five. David? I'll go game four. Dan? Uh, I thought it was five or six initially, so just for being different, I'll go with six. I was going to say four. I, I was going to say four. It was game three. No one got oh. any points for that? Ouch. The free throw was... Uh, I didn't give you multiple choice, so... That's so all right. That, well, that, I mean, there was only was so many net. choices, so. <laughs> <laughs> I'll see what's uh, the next so one. So this is question, question four. David's going first. The first major league pitcher to throw a ball recorded over 100 miles per hour. David, you're first. Right. The four, A, Rob Dibble. B, Bruce Souter. C, J.R. Richards. D, Nolan Ryan. I think it's Rob David. Dibble. Uh, Dan is next. Sure, we'll go with Rob Dibble as well. Ty? Nah, it's Nolan. Eric? I think it is Rob Dibble because I remember hearing that on like a Nats broadcast or something. Ty's the only one who got that right. It was Are Nolan Ryan. Me? Act like I don't know. Did you, did you send mm. Ty the notes or mm. something? You no, literally I know this stuff. Never does and, this well on games on our show. I come up with okay. the games. I have to know the answers to them. So the the free throw is what inning was it that he was recorded over 100 miles per hour? Oh, snap. Uh, uh, the first. The first. It was the ninth inning. Ah, that makes wow. sense. He threw 100.9 miles per hour in the ninth inning. And that was the first time he cracked a hundred that game. Nolan yeah. Ryan is is a right. unicorn. <laughs> um, question five. I think Dan's starting out. Let's do it. The first the first major league ball player on a Wheaties box was A. Babe Ruth, B. Joe DiMaggio, C. Ted Williams, or D. Lou Gehrig. I'm gonna go with Ted Williams. Uh, Eric. I'm going B, Joe DiMaggio. David? I'll go Joe DiMaggio as well. Ty? Just to shake it up, I'll go Lou Gehrig. Ty? You're <laughs> the man! <laughs> You're the man! Oh. Yeah, we might have to end the game now. I think, I think, I think won. Ty won already. I don't I'm even... running away with it. 
<laughs> no, we got we got plenty of points left. Plenty of points left. Tie for the free throw. It was in 1934. How many home runs did Lou Gehrig come within five? Hit in 1934. Now, mind you, he won the Triple Crown that year. Hmm. It's a different time in baseball. I know old Babe Ruth was just dick slapping tallywax forever. Um, I'm going to go 40. He hit 49. Oh, 49. Oh, yeah. Was that so the year Ty that Ruth has, 34? It was his last year with the Yankees, actually. Yeah, oh, I think right? he was with the Boston Braves. In the next season was, like was his last season. Yeah. yeah, that's right. So Ty, Ty has one, nine, Dan, two, Eric, four, Dave, you're still sitting on zero. Let's so, do, we'll do, uh, we still we'll do have. One, let's do one more because I uh, just for the interest of time, let's do just one more just for fun. Okay. All right. Uh, all right. So let's. All right. I'm going to skip this one because I think it's. I, I just realized it's a homework question for you guys. So I'm going to skip this next one. Uh, okay. Who is the only pitcher to lead both leagues in shutouts in the same season? <laughs> okay. Uh, I don't know who's going first now. Who's going first? I think it's Ty. Ty? All right. A, Cliff Lee. B, C. Randy C. Johnson. C, 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 Sabathia. And... And uh, 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 Doc, what is your answer? <laughs> what was the question again? I, I... Who led who had shutouts on both leagues? No, who was the only person to, to lead both leagues in shutouts in the oh, same yeah. season? It was CC Sabathia when he got traded to the Brewers because he almost had that no hitter that mm -hmm. they called like a, a check swing that they called a hit. Uh, David? Yeah, I, I'm not going to go against that. I'm going, I'm cheating like in class on the guy that had straight A's. I'm going with CC. So, yeah, we, we've uh, talked Dan. about this one on our show. It was absolutely CC. Okay. I did, all right. I, I, I haven't listened to all your episodes. Uh, <laughs> CC started the 2008 season with the Indians, threw two shots of the AL with that, tied for the league lead, and threw three with the Brewers. Mm -hmm. Led the league. All right. But which team did he shut out more opponents for, the Brewers or the Indians? I'll didn't you just tell us? Probably did. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> no, I didn't say I didn't say the totals for both. Yeah, you did. It was the Brewers. Did I? Yeah, I was gonna yeah, say you, Brewers anyway. You, took, you said two for the Indians and three for the Brewers. <laughs> I did. I did. All right. Well, all right. That, all right. Well, can I, uh, all right. So the question I skipped. And that his mic is out. Uh oh. My oh, God. Are you still talking? <laughs> yeah. Um, all right. So, uh, Ty, congratulations. You ran away with this one. Thank you. You get your 15 seconds on our. Uh, on our uh, there you go. I've done my fair share of games where I had to come up with the questions. So, uh, like I said, I'm learning through osmosis. I'm just beating it into my own head. So, yeah. I mean, true winner right there. Ty, I want to give you guys, you and Dan, a chance. We really appreciate you guys coming on. This was a total yeah, blast thank for you. us. Yeah, um, in case the listeners haven't heard your stuff, can you let them know where they can find you guys, any mm -hmm. work that you guys are doing, all that good stuff? Yeah, so we're, you know, the podcast is out there everywhere. It's Spotify, Google Podcast, Apple Podcasts. 
All of it is under Upper Decker Pod. Um, we are on Twitter at Upper Decker Pod, Facebook Upper Decker Pod, Instagram Upper Decker Pod. Our Twitter handles for our personal pages are right here. Um, Tone is at the real hot tone. Make sure you follow him. And we're going to get a whole lot better here soon because we were just intru- introduced to old uh, StreamYard. So we're going to get into this here soon. And I think we're going to take off to the whole next level. So be have sure more to guests tune in. coming up as well, too. So yeah. keep an eye out for some more uh, big name guests coming on to the show in the next month ish. That's awesome. Mm-hmm. Love that. Make sure you follow these guys. They're great. They're fun follow. They got a lot of good baseball knowledge. So check them out. For everybody listening, we appreciate you listening. If you're watching on YouTube, we appreciate you as well. However you digest our show, we very much appreciate it. Next week, we're going to have more great content as we have the season kicking off finally. And we are going to be bringing MLB moving averages on the show for that. So it's going to be quite a doozy of a show. So make sure you stay tuned. Until then, everybody, enjoy the rest of spring training baseball. Stay safe. We'll catch you guys next week. See you guys.